It's time now for news from the drug war front. Yay. My name's Jeff. Good morning, Marion. How are you? Good morning, Jeffrey. I'm well. Good morning, listeners. I hope you're all well. And it's beautiful actually outside, actually, despite the fact that it's cloudy. I really think it will make 22. Um, Isn't that I think great? we've got spring. Wouldn't that be lovely? Oh, I think oh, we've got spring. I'm, we may even have summer. <laughs> I'm tentatively optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but, I would like to see the seasons back again. Oh, wouldn't it be Jeffrey, lovely? the whole point of, apart from the politics of Canberra, being here is that it has seasons. Yes. Yeah, that's the joy. It's why people come back from Queensland to live in Canberra again, is because of the seasons. Yeah. And when I think about it, I don't think we've had a summer for two or three years. Not well, a real one. We certainly haven't had those distinct seasons yeah, like not, we not, used to. And I have no doubt in my mind anyway that that has to do with uh, climate change. And I don't care who disagrees with me. Well, I just think that, especially coming after Earth Matters, yes. <laughs> it's quite appropriate. But I'm sure it has to do with climate change. But I really would love to have some of those seasons back again. So, yeah. But anyway, Absolutely. we're here and we're happy to be here. Sorry we missed you last week. Um, Jeffrey wasn't well and we couldn't run the show without him. See, I can't do anything without you, Jeffrey. It <laughs> can't be done. And likewise. Yeah. Mary, yeah. Look, we actually have um, a positive story which we're going to spend most uh, of the show uh, discussing, reflecting yeah. on, discussing. Um, those who have followed any news since last Thursday will be aware that the Drugs of Dependence, in brackets, Personal Use Amendment Bill 2021, was passed in the Legislative Assembly. It's yeah. the, the first, first jurisdiction to actually pass uh, so-called decriminalisation of yep. per personal use of small and amounts. And it's, it's very specific, and what we're going to tell you about pretty much is how specific it is um, we'll tell you how Karma approaches it because we have um, Jeff Goff's, uh, Chris, Chris Goff's, um, who's the executive officer of Karma, for those who don't know, um, his media release, and that will tell you a lot more about how Karma feels about it because he was involved in a lot of it. Now, not everything that we wanted got in there, and we need to make sure you all know. It doesn't come in till next year, yeah. the 23rd of October, I think it is, uh, 2023. So we'll tell you about the changes in the law. We'll tell you what's going to be happening as far as the ACT is concerned. We also have to remember that we're a territory yeah. and the federal government has the right to, over, as they have been doing for the last 10 years at least. Well, they did that with euthanasia bill. over our laws. Yep. Yeah, Northern Territory. Yeah. Passed the euthanasia law, got That's overturned. Right. Um, Same thing happened with our euthanasia law. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look, I really would hope the federal government, this federal government, wouldn't. I would hope so too. And there's such a lot that is planned for Canberra that is worth looking at. I mean, they're looking at a second injecting safe injecting site in Melbourne. Yes. Um, and hopefully that will come good. Um, New South Wales is still behaving and we'll 
let, we have an article, on, a that article too, on that too. Still yeah. behaving as if they didn't do a um, a report into uh, ice and uh, the treatment of uh, human beings, at uh, particularly young human beings, at um, festivals. Yeah, and then ignore all the recommendations. And ignore 150 recommendations that were really very important to dealing with people's agency and their human rights and their capacity to do what they are going to do anyway, but do it safely. It makes yeah. it all the more um, meritorious that our representatives yes, have got does. the courage to look at the issue through something other than the prism yep. of 50, 60 years of prohibition and just say no Absolutely. and can't that do that. That kind of stuff. Yeah, that kind of stuff, yep. which... Crazy. We've had and seen fail for so long. Um, you just uh, wonder. Yeah, but anyway, we do have some good positive we have articles some good news. on that. It's really not. Now, yesterday was the um, uh, the memorial for those that we've lost, those um, fellow users that we've lost, members of our community that have died over the years, either particularly of overdose, but for other reasons as well. Um, but they've been users, and that's the point. And they're part of our community, and they were part of our community, but we haven't forgotten them. No. Um, and that every year there is a memorial service, and uh, I think the um, Parents and Friends for Drug Law Reform yet generally organise it. It's held out at Western. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's a very, usually a very moving service, and, often, and people read out the names or write down the names of people that they've personally lost. Look, it's always emotional, Marion, yeah. hearing the names. It goes it, oh, look. on for... And when you've been using for, you know, the length of time that we've been using, Jeffrey, the number of people that we've seen die for want of something like naloxone, yeah, which we now have, have yes. in the ACT, there's no reason why... Um, and oh, there's something to remember too. If somebody has used and they look like they are unwell, use the naloxone, use naloxone on them because at least if their them. illness is related or their unwellness is related to their opioid use, um, it'll reduce the effect or cut out the effect of the opioids and you'll find out how sick somebody is. So they can then either be transported to hospital or dealt with in some other way, but appropriate to whatever it is that is ailing them. It may not be the opioids, but the opioids often cover whatever else is happening to yep. people. So, yeah, keep it in mind. Always have some naloxone with you. Absolutely. Particularly when you're hanging around, well, whether you're hanging around with injecting drug use or not, because who knows what they look like, hey? Well, imagine having it or not having it on hand and somebody you come across is That's in right. need of it. You'd, yep. And it, you just would feel, and just going, oh, no, I haven't got my naloxone with me, That's I mean, I just think you'd be... Anyway, yep. speaking of which, next Tuesday, yep. the next training session. Next training session at yep. the early morning the first, centre. First Tuesday of every month, Yep. Tuesday, 2 o'clock, which is, I might say, Melbourne Cup Day too, but it doesn't... 
won't go over Melbourne Cup time, which is around about 3.20, 3.20 I yeah. think. Yeah. I remember that from <laughs> growing up in Melbourne. Yep. So it'll stop before – or it'll stop to watch the Melbourne Cup if it goes over time. Yeah. But it is at 2 o'clock next Tuesday – at uh, the early morning centre on Northbourne Avenue. Yeah, no. Get I, in touch with Dave or Damo if you want to be uh, participate. I actually saw Nicole at the remembrance ceremony. Oh, yesterday. did you? Yeah. Cool. How is she? Well, she said she's sort of been struggling with uh, what she thinks is long COVID. She got COVID oh, at the no. start of the year, and she's still yeah. not over. Still not one hundred percent. Everyone, there's yeah. thirty thousand. That was the figure I, I read. Um, people that have had COVID and have had symptoms of long COVID. Yeah. Afterwards, you know, they haven't just recovered or bounced back to their normal self. So no, it's that's something sh- to think about. No, that's not good. It is something to think about. Because she's done a great job at the early morning centre. Absolutely. And the position suits her down to the ground. Absolutely. I and yep. I think people are very pleased that she's can, running the place. So, you know, hello to you. Big shout out to you, Nicole. Absolutely. Actually. Absolutely. Um, congratulations on the job you're doing there. Yes. It's no. a really useful service and something that's been needed for a long time and being run appropriately and, you know, with, yeah, so plaudits to you, Nicole. Yeah, the other good thing about the Remembrance Day ceremony yesterday was it was actually well attended, given yeah. the weather wasn't ideal. It didn't yeah, pour no, with rain. Yeah, it wasn't gorgeous, but, but it, yeah, it, it looked was, like it was going to. It looked to. like it was going to. Um, Michael Pedersen, the MLA, spoke. Oh, did he? And he's very impressive. He's only a bit young. Like, I think he's about 30 or something. He's only a young man. But, yeah. Um, he, you know, put the private member's bill for the cannabis reform. Yeah, he's the one that we have to thank for actually putting that and up. And he's been so, involved in yeah. the this decrim bill as yeah. well. Well, um, yeah, and did he make any reference to that? Like, did, was that yeah. a personal? Did, was that related to him personally? Did do you know? Did he say anything about why I, he was in, I, why it was important to him that that went through? I think he spoke about his brother, but I'm not sure it was a because often overdose. it is often it is a personal yes. thing. It, it's a, a moral judgment that you're yay or nay. And I often say that, you know, how you feel about the illicit drugs or Mm. the drugs that are currently illicit often has to do with whether you blame the drug or your your relative or friend or whoever it is that's been either overdosed or criminalised or... If affected anyway by the by keeping those drugs illegal, it brings it home. Yeah, doesn't it? it brings it home. Makes it really important, and it's yeah. It, I'm anyway. I just wanted to know for my own purpose. I'm sure other people want to know too, but a lot of the people that have, particularly politicians that have been um, involved in uh, promoting rational drug policy, um, have had some. Personal, personal experience, experience yeah. not their own, you know, not that they've used themselves, yeah. but they've had um, a friend or a relative or someone um, be affected by drugs or overdose. And some people blame the drug so they don't have to blame their child or mm-hmm. relative or yeah. friend or whatever. So it's very much a moral position, yep. I think, yeah, and an intoxication one yeah. about whether it's okay to be stoned or not. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm rabbiting on, and we haven't done the introduction. But it was well attended, <laughs> and um, yeah, it, it, you always come away feeling 
quite yeah. emotionally raw. Yeah, well, yes, it's very exhausting actually to um, remember over how many years have we been doing this and every year we go to the service and every year there are more people. More people and a lot of them are very young and you just think about the wasted Wasted Life. the wasted talent, yes, Jeffrey. That's what blows me out. Is we you think of the people, I don't know, listeners, if you realize that a lot of the songs that we do, and I mean, this is stupid, obviously. I think feel like I'm preaching to the choir. A lot of the songs that we do are actually written by or performed by people who use drugs, mm. and the talent that has come out of the using community is. Monumental, you know, it's just like the lyrics, the you know, the poetry, yeah. the the uh, God, the the artistry, yeah, yeah? All, that the, is just, all the creative arts. Uh, creative yeah. arts are really impacted by people who use illicit drugs. A lot yes. of stuff is produced, it's just phenomenal, and yet. Many times when they die, that's the first thing that's ignored is the use of drugs. Yeah. 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 And don't make, take any notice of it. Try to keep it out, out of, of the, the service. The, the story, and yeah. keep people who use drugs away from the service. Yep. That says goodbye to them. So don't give them the right. Don't they don't have we don't have the right to say goodbye yeah. to our colleagues. Oh, anyway, let's get Do you want to just do a quick yeah, uh, let's do a summary quick about intro. what Karma does. Yeah, look, yep. obviously, yeah, we're going to focus on the decrim bill. Yeah. <laughs> um, but perhaps you could mention some of the things that Karma does. Yeah, okay. Karma and the Connection provide, well, everyone knows a wide range of services like advocacy, peer treatment support, opioid maintenance treatment, hepatitis C treatment, education, art therapy, support groups, rehab services, dealing with stigma and discrimination, mentoring, and referrals. Um, above all, Karma and The Connection are harm reduction services. They're at 54 Benjamin Way on Shop 17 Level 1. Their phone number is 62533643. And you ring that number if you want to get in touch with Dave or Damo um, to get a, a place in the uh, naloxone, the opio opioid reversal workshop, yep. the overdose reversal workshop, um, which is next Tuesday at 2 o'clock at the centre, um, early morning centre, beg your pardon. Yeah, so thank you go on with your yeah. speech. Yeah. Okay, uh, News from the Drug War Front reports on news stories that are relevant to illicit drug users from Australia and also around the world. Many of the articles that we feature um, come from other sources, including the mainstream media. The contents of this uh, broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Karma and the Connection. Karma does not condone, but nor does it condemn drug use, and we do not promote illegal activity. However, we recognise that drug use happens and will continue to happen regardless of laws and United Nations conventions. As such, Karma focuses on harm reduction messages, drug treatment support services, advocacy and community development. We seek to reduce the harms associated with drug use and its criminalisation through the provision of programs that foster community development and the delivery of person-centred holistic health care. Karma advocates for equi equity of health service delivery for all people. And hopefully this um, decrim uh, or amendment bill that yeah. passed last Thursday will help foster that debate that 
we yes. are people and entitled. Well, it's got 12 months to come in, yep. so we've really got plenty of time to discuss what's in it, yep. to know where we stand with it yep. and to be able to argue the stance that the ACT government is taking. Yeah. And hopefully the federal government will approve of and not squash the bill in its passing or in its enactment, if you like. I really hope Remember, so. 12 months before it starts, gang, the 23rd yep. of October next year. All right. We might go to a song. I thought I'd play um, the Perth band, The Triffids, uh, Life of Crime. Okay. And Of God, I believe you 
Wow. Yeah, the Triffids with Life of Crime. Yeah, that's a good one. I thought we'd start off perhaps um, rather than uh, some of the media reporting with um, the media release that Chris put out. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. This is Karma's position, uh, Karma's media release, and we'll do this at least before the news because we can fit it in, and after the news we'll get into Into the nuts more and bolts, the, yeah. yeah. More of um, what's been released by the media and other people. Yeah. Okay. So, Karma celebrates the ACT Drug Decriminalisation Bill 2022 passing into law. The Canberra Alliance for Harm Minimisation, this was released on the 21st, um, and advocacy, that's Karma, has today welcomed the passing of the Drugs of Dependence Bill 2022 through the ACT Legislative Assembly. Quote, this is an important step forwards in addressing the harms caused by the criminalisation of drugs, Chris Goff, Executive Director of Karma, stated. At Karma, we are very proud that once again the ACT finds itself leading the country in developing legislation that recognises that drug use is a health and human rights issue. The tireless advocacy of our highly marginalised community was instrumental in the development of this bill, as was the advocacy of so many allies who are willing to follow the evidence and make bold changes in order to ensure that human rights basis for our laws, sorry, a human rights basis for our laws and society. Karma acknowledges that many from our community have suffered significantly from the criminalisation of drugs and we remember that these remember these people today as substantial legislative change is solidified. Under the new legislation, people who are found with small quantities of common illicit drugs, including heroin, methamphetamine, cocaine and MDMA, may access a simple drug offence notice, S-D-O-N, meaning people will have the choice between paying a $100 fine or being referred to a healthcare provider instead of receiving a criminal conviction. There will now be a 12-month of implementation, 12-month period of implementation before the laws will take effect on October 2023. Yeah, I guess that gives time to, like you said, um, Discuss train it. everyone, yeah, get, get the people police ready for it. trained. Um, get lawyers used to it, yeah? yeah? Get people ready to actually, re- and get people ready to represent themselves mm-hmm. because people without, uh, people who are not on pensions or benefits don't have access to legal aid. No. But the... Uh, the cost of a lawyer is often so prohibitive Mm. that even people who are working can't afford it. But this law will make it much easier for people to be able to represent themselves in terms of um, charges relating to drug use and drug possession uh, and make the drugs... make Not legal, but make certain amounts of them less illegal, if you like. Dreadful double negative. Yeah, but it's taking um, personal use out of... taking it it out of the pool of, you know, criminal... Convictions. Yeah, and and sending people off to, you know, the University of Crime. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. well, we know how that works. Yeah. Okay, Chris goes on to say, uh, speaking to the affected community, Chris Chris Goff stressed... It's exciting news, but we urge our community to understand 
that the uh, implementation of this legislation is still 12 months away and these drugs will remain criminalised in, in the interim. The community must also realise that police discretion still applies and that larger possession amounts will still attract a criminal conviction. Over the next year, Karma looks forward to communicating these key messages and working with key stakeholders to ensure that the rollout of this legislation is successful. End quote. And then another quote, he says, Karma congratulates MLA Michael Pedersen for presenting the bill and the ACT Legislative Assembly for ensuring that this important issue is progressed. This is yet another step in the right direction towards stopping the stigma and discrimination that people who use drugs face in society. And although there is more work to do, now is the time to celebrate this remarkable achievement for the ACT. And I agree. I think despite it not being perfect, it's yep. a significant step in the right direction. It and certainly and is. One that I probably wasn't too hopeful of seeing. Um, yeah, I think that we were when we talked about it, Oh, months ago yeah. when it was first mooted, you, I remember you not being particularly enthused about it. Yeah, sceptical well, of whether it was actually going to happen get or up? not. Yeah. yeah, or they might you know, decide to delay it a few years. Yeah. Or, yeah. We will uh, strive to ensure that we support our most marginalised communities and work towards human rights and health equity for all people in our society. Uh, Chris Goff stated. So that's the media release from the 21st of October mm. from uh, Chris Goff, um, Executive Officer of Karma. Yes, and I mean, we have to say that we're enthused about by it too. Yes. And um, we've been talking about it for so long. And although, as Jeffrey says, it isn't, and Chris also says, we didn't get everything we wanted in that legislation, at least we are stepping towards keeping people out of the criminal justice system, reducing the effects that being caught with uh, and certain amounts of certain drugs uh, and the impact that that has on people's lives. And it's really important because there are so many things yet to do. Yes. It's not the be-all and end-all. No, end but all. it's a Doesn't fix everything. Step but it's a step in the right direction. And we have an article from New South Wales which is simply about access to marijuana or cannabinoids um, as medical treatments that just shows you how atrociously the um, position can be reached. I mean, people can... Just how people in government will deal with those issues and their attitudes to it. Yeah, it's. I mean, the you headline just... of the article is atrocious in itself. Pass the bong for crying out. Anyway, we'll yeah, deal with we'll that after get the to news. Get that after the news. But yeah. yeah, I think the general message, uh, as Chris has said, it's this a cause for celebration. Yeah, this achievement and well done to the ACT. Yeah, MLAs. Yep, um, and every all the stakeholders involved. Um, Karma had a key role. Um, Toda, you know, all 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 the groups that yeah. were. And it's but the beauty of it all is that so much, Jeffrey. Since I started working in the alcohol and drug sector, although it's been slow, the movement of services, places like Atoda, right, like networking agencies, have moved so far mm -hmm. away from that right wing position of abstinence yeah, yeah. to a thought that now the right wing is kind of not abstinence but um, being right wing really means 
being pro uh, rehabilitation, right? Rather than pro abstinence, but just pro. But it, it's still so being left wing. It's a big would, shift. Yeah. It's an incredibly different shift. Yeah, yeah. the whole. The whole gamut of understanding, of our understanding of drugs and drug laws and drug users. It's cause for optimism. It's absolutely. We're looking completely different way at it. Okay. All right. Uh, we've got the National uh, Community Radio News coming up at 11 and we shall return um, shortly thereafter. I think it's about a four-minute news bulletin. All right. It's four minutes after 11. Welcome back to this week's uh, News from the Drug War Front. Uh, presented to you by Karma, the Canberra Alliance for Home Minimisation and Advocacy. And uh, before we get into some more discussion about the uh, decriminalisation bill that was passed last uh, Thursday, I'll play a track from a CD that uh, my colleague, the um, manager of the Naloxone program, Dave, gave me. It's uh, Rise Against, and the song is called Make It Stop.
All right. Uh, thanks today for that CD. That was Rise Against. The album was uh, called Endgame and the song was Make It Stop in brackets September's Children. So thank you, Dave. Okay, you're welcome uh, back to uh, News from the Drug Warfront with Jeff and Marion in Studio One of uh, 2XFM. Public radio, People your pa- favourite place, people-powered radio. Very important um, supporter of our show and many other shows that present a an alternative viewpoint to the mainstream, which um, we really Indeed, appreciate. And, and gives a voice to the people of Canberra. Indeed. At, of their own. Second so, And you can be part of this if you want to be. You can Indeed. join X, become a volunteer or learn supporter how to work the sort. panels. Yep. Yep. Just support X, or even just donate money to support the operations because it runs on public money, on donated money, not on money from government. It's not rolling in funds. No. 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 All right, we've uh, been mentioning about the uh, legislation that was passed last Thursday. This is a piece by Julia Canapathopilia from thelatch.com, ACT drug... Well dic- done, Jeffrey. <laughs> I know, I was, I was worried about that, uh, that name. <laughs> ACT, drug decriminalisation, your questions answered. So this gets into some of the nuts and bolts for people that may not be aware. The ACT has passed legislation to decriminalise the possession of small quantities of drugs. When does it come into effect? Can you buy drugs legally in Canberra? Here's what it means for you. The Australian Capital Territory has become the first Australian jurisdiction to pass a law to decriminalise the possession of small quantities of illicit drugs. The move comes two years after the ACT became the first state or territory in Australia to decriminalise personal possession of cannabis, which was put forward by Michael Pedersen. Um, Here's a rundown of what it means, how the changes impact you, when the law change takes effect and if you could soon be able to purchase these drugs legally. It will take 12 months for the ACT's new drug decriminalisation law to be implemented. In simple terms, the law aims to keep people caught possessing small quantities out of the criminal justice system. The law means if someone is caught with drugs within the decriminalised limits, they will not be charged with drug possession. And that's a, that's a major That's a big change. step in itself. Yeah. It? Yeah. Instead, police will either give people a caution, a $100 fine, or be referred to a drug diversion program. Uh, ACT drug possession. When the Drugs of Dependence Personal Use Amendment Bill 2021 is implemented next year, Canberrans can possess the following quantities of drugs without being criminalised. So amphetamine, 1.5 grams. Cocaine, 1.5 grams. Heroin, 1 gram. LSD or lysergic acid. Dosolamide, it's 0.002 grams. Lysergide or LSD or LSD 25, 0.002 grams. Methamphetamine, 1.5 gram. Psilocybin or magic mushrooms, 2 grams. Since January 2020, adult Canberrans can possess up to 50 grams of dried cannabis or 150 grams of fresh cannabis. An ACT policing spokesperson said, quote, further options would be considered, end quote, if a person caught with drugs under the decriminalised threshold failed to pay the fine or go to the drug diversion program. This means there are still consequences for being caught with illicit drugs, but those caught with small quantities will be spared the rigmarole of a court system and are not at risk of conviction. And then 
having a conviction is very debilitating employment-wise, travel-wise, in terms of your health and how you are treated when you present to a hospital or to a specialist for any kind of attention. If you say you use a particular kind of drug immediately, the, the, the attitude changes. changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Under current laws, anyway, this end, this bit ends. Um, under current laws, people found in possession of any quantity of illicit drugs can be charged with drug possession and if convicted can face imprisonment or be fined up to $8,000. So they're not small um Penalties. No, not to be nothing to be snoozed at. No. Okay, when does the law come into place? It will take a year to implement the law. During this time, police and other frontline workers will receive training on how to implement the law. A statement from ACT Policing said there were, quote, many factors for police to consider during the next 12 months. ACT Policing will consult with the ACT government stakeholders to confirm the implementation of this new approach to small amount drug possession, the spokesperson said. ACT Policing can't speculate on possible impacts of this change. However, we welcome a commitment to review the working of the legislation two two years after its implementation. The ACT government will also use this time to launch a communication campaign to educate Canberrans about the new law, and that's also important. Indeed. What happens if you're caught with drugs under the limit between now and October 2023? An ACT policing spokesperson confirmed that the law comes into effect uh, comes into effect possessing small quantities of illicit drugs remains a criminal offence. This means anyone caught with any quantity of illicit drugs other than cannabis in the ACT could be charged with drug possession and could face imprisonment or a fine of up to $8,000 if convicted. When asked if people convicted of drug possession under the decriminalised limit prior to October 23, an ACT Law Society spokesman said the society was not aware of any provision uh, in the legislation that could allow appeals. The commencement of legislation, which decriminalised certain behaviour that formerly amounted to a criminal offence, is not... It's in itself a ground for appealing a historical conviction, the spokesperson said. That's interesting, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. What happens if you're caught with drugs over the decriminalised limit after 2023? You'll be charged with drug possession. Those convicted of drug possession can still face imprisonment or a fine of up to $8,000. Will it be legal for drug dealers to sell if they are only in possession of drugs under the legal limit? No. That's the answer to that one. <laughs> pretty, drug, clear <laughs> yeah, pre, pre, pretty clear cut. Pretty clear cut. No, uh, drug trafficking and manufacturing will still be illegal in the ACT. Which makes a lie of some of the scaremongers who have said, oh, it'll make Canberra, you know... A, a honeypot. Tourism yeah, hotspot. Yeah, absolutely, or, yeah. Bees to the honeypot. They'll yeah. all be rushing in here to sell their drugs. When If you can only have one gram of heroin, you're not going to sell one. It's just ludicrous. <laughs> that, you but, know, that's about what you'd use. What amazes me, uh, I mean, what I'm interested, doesn't amaze me, um, what I'd be interested in is that um, under the federal law, as far as I understand, or it used to be, 2.5 grams of heroin 
was a trafficable quantity, whereas oh, okay. one gram under these new laws it would be reg- uh, the personal possession. Personal possession yeah. But 2.5 grams, would be which is often not what some, pers- yeah. some, people, some people's personal. ordinary personal use does, is a trafficable quantity yep. under the... So, yeah, it becomes it's a little bit confusing. Well, these are some of the issues that I think will be worked out. And need to be worked out over, time, over the next 12 months, yeah. But the great thing is it's opened the door to that discussion. That's right. We can talk about it and, it, yeah, well, and make those comments and say, you know, this is ludicrous. You can't yeah. overstate the importance of that, um, that opportunity, first, yeah. that first step. Well, we've been, what have we been saying for years, Geoffrey? Let's talk about it, yes. yeah? Yeah. We've now got 12 months to talk about it rationally yes. and make sense of the laws or make the laws make sense. And do our best to make it work. And allow us to become human beings with rights and agency so that we can talk about it on our own behalf, Jeff, yeah. which Just is something that we really weren't able to do before. It was no. something we expected someone else to do for us. It yep. had to be a lawyer. Yeah. yeah. Now we can discuss it on our own behalf and present our own point of view. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a taboo subject anymore. No. Or something uh, that you have absolutely. to... Absolutely. And you don't have to be ashamed of it. No. Yeah, you no. don't have to be ashamed of the family member who just died um, dying from an overdose. You don't have to be ashamed of that either. You can just grieve. Yeah, grieve, for grieve and let their colleagues, let their friends grieve with you. Yes. Because... It's not a blame game. There is no reason for blaming people for their use of drugs and their perhaps overdose death because of their use of drugs or their whatever illness because of drugs. If you think about, you know, seizures that people might have from using things like methamphetamine. Well, especially when so many um, fatal overdoses are as a result of the way the black market operates. That's you know? right, yeah, and a combination of drugs, not yes. just, yeah? yeah, but yeah. if you, as I said before, if you can um, reduce the effect, use naloxone to reduce the effect of the opiate, then whatever else is in the system or whatever else is happening to the body becomes clear. Yeah. And that impact can be dealt with, that disease, that illness, that uh, drug can be dealt with at at the same time because you've gotten rid of the impact of the opioid. Yeah, no, naloxone's been a great um, development. A big boon, yeah. Okay, what about other drug-related offences? Will they be legal now? The new law will only affect people who currently would be on the lowest end of drug possession charges. This means all other drug-related offences will remain in place. For example, if someone was caught driving with crystal meth in their system and police found they had 0.5 grams of meth in their possession, they would still be charged with drug driving, but they would not be charged with drug possession. That's interesting. Mm. See, I hope this actually can open up the debate about drug driving drug laws driving too. Drug driving as well, yeah. In my view, they're just bad bad laws. They're it not making the roads safer. That's, not, that's doing a lot of damage. And yeah. I, I, I think that's another positive thing, that it could open up that discussion as well well Um, we've got to talk about uh, during this time this next 12 months we've got to talk about methadone too don't we and opioid replacement therapies yeah i think we talk about everything yeah yeah Yeah. i mean it really opens that debate up though yeah yep this is similar to how offenses other than personal possession related to cannabis have worked in the act 
Will drug decriminalisation declutter the ACT court system? Probably not. <laughs> An ACT Law Society spokesperson said whilst the society supports, quote, a harm minimisation and therapeutic approach in dealing with drug users, they expect the bill will have a, quote, minimal impact on diverting users from the criminal justice system. We observe that it is relatively uncommon for drug users to come before the courts charged only with drug possession, the spokesperson said. Possession of a drug of dependence is typically charged alongside other criminal offences such as burglary, assault or drug driving. We also observe the connection between the use of certain illicit substances such as ice and tendencies toward violent crime, including family violence. In such instances, the decriminalisation of the offender's drug use will have little bearing on reducing pressures faced by the courts, end quote. Mm. Will there be legal avenues for people to buy small quantities of illicit drugs? No. Unlike cannabis, where Canberrans are allowed to grow up to two plants, meaning they do not need to rely on drug dealers for their supply, there are no legal avenues to acquire these avenues illicit drugs. However, those seeking to curb their drug habits can access treatment at methadone clinics if they have a referral from their doctor. Methadone and buprenorphine are legal in Australia if administered through a treatment program. What other services are available in Canberra for harm minimisation? Earlier this year, Australia's first permanent drug testing site, CanTest, was launched by the ACT government. Which Karma has had a role in, but That's is right. not running the program. No, but, but we do have a member of staff there, don't we? We do, we do yes. Because yeah, yeah, they actually um, make a mistake saying the testing site is run by Karma, which is not actually correct. Indeed. Yeah, that's right. It's, isn't it run by... Um, it's run by a, a can test. I think that's the name of the... the um, organisation that runs it, isn't can it? Test Health and Drug Checking Service. Yeah. yeah. Okay, um, so the testing site is not run by Canberra Alliance no. for Harm Minimisation no, and Advocacy. I just put a knot in there because yeah. that makes sense. Canberra currently does not have a safe injecting room. However, the ACT Drug Strategy Action Plan has recommended the, that the ACT government should launch an injection room. Karma Executive Director uh, Chris Goff said the bill would make harm reduction work easier. Harm, redu quote, harm reduction services currently help people with two areas of drug-related harm, the harms of the drugs themselves and the harms of drug criminalisation, he said. This legislation will alleviate some of the pressure on harm reduction services who currently spend much of their time helping people to minimise the harms of criminalisation, such as court appearance, court appearances and incarceration. That's a really important point. It is an I important think. point, isn't it? This will mean that we can focus on helping people stay safe and reducing the harms of the drugs that they are using. It is an important point, Jeff, because the amount of time that workers use trying to manipulate the uh, representation at court. I mean, it's such a complex oh, performance going is, to court yeah, and getting some a lawyer who is sympathetic yep. to the person that they are supposed to be representing. Yeah. Has the time to do a good job. Has the time to go and cares yeah. enough about it to yep. do a good job. Very yeah, important. Rather than just say, says, 
just nod your head. Yeah, just yeah? plead guilty. And just plead guilty and you'll only get a fine. Yeah. And which just not the right thing to do because you end up with not just a fine but a criminal conviction and a penalty that you may or may not be able to afford, but you could also end up with a community service order, a, you know, a range of things that go along with having a criminal conviction. Yeah, it's one of the really bad things about the... Um, and having to attend probation and parole appointments. Yeah, sorry, oh, go absolutely. on. Oh, it's just one of the, another negative impact of the budget cuts to legal aid that have been happening for years and years and years. Yeah, constantly. And, and, and fewer and fewer people are actually qualifying to get proper legal representation through legal aid because they can't, they, they, yeah. can't, they can't take that many cases on. Yeah, they don't have the staff. Um, okay. Yeah, no, I think I've finished that bit. This means we can focus oh, on yeah, the yeah, helping people. Yeah, okay, yeah. your bit. Okay, how will this law interact with Commonwealth law? Uh, important question. Mm. ACT's incoming decriminalisation law is in conflict with Commonwealth drug laws, which you pointed out before, Marion. It's not the first time ACT laws have been in conflict with federal laws. ACT's law, which decriminalised cannabis, remains in conflict with the Commonwealth. A spokesperson for the ACT Law Society said when the law comes into place, quote, police will essentially be required to navigate the application of two different laws. While ordinarily... Uh, Commonwealth law overrides territory law to the extent of the inconsistency. We understand that the Chief Police Officer, Neil Gagan, intends to release guidance advising police officers to apply the ACT territory legislation, the spokesperson said. Oh, that's good. That's good, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and this is, I think, one of the good things is that the um, police are going to be willing to engage with stakeholders well, and yeah um, and the the big point was always going to be given the given the discretion to apply one law or the other yeah. is not a good idea no with for the police no they need specific directions to be you, you know to, know to be able to direct people the way that is least uh, damaging yeah. to the individual that they're in touch with that they're confronting and it's clear cut yeah. yeah. Um, noting that this approach uh, appears largely discretionary, Law Society remains concerned about the resulting uncertainty for members of the public. Mm. How will these laws affect state borders? That's really important, actually. And they've been talking about state borders in uh, the in the assembly over the last couple of weeks, Jeff. Actually, I okay. noticed about extending. ACT, the ACT the border. borders. Yeah. Oh. I don't know what they said, where they said they were going to extend it to, whether it's going to include Queanbeyan and yes or not. Oh. But it's just interesting that that debate is going to be occurring too. How will these laws affect state borders is the question. ACT's drug decriminalisation law will stop at the New South Wales border. Since cannabis was decriminalised in the ACT, Canberrans can still be arrested for possessing the drug if they are interstate. Canberrans can also be arrested for drug-related offences, such as drug driving, in New South Wales even if they consumed cannabis in the ACT. In a statement, New South Wales Deputy Premier 
and Police Minister Paul Toole said, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> that really seems to ring true, said illicit drugs will remain illegal in New South Wales. Quote, tragically, too many families and communities are living with the consequences of people taking illegal drugs, he said. The quote goes on, the New South Wales government last month announced the single largest investment in evidence-based alcohol and other drug services in the state's history, noting that illicit drugs will remain illegal. I cannot be clearer. There is no safe way to take drugs. Oh, my goodness. What are the criticisms against the bill? Well, there's one of them. Drug law reform is a controversial issue and the bill has received criticism from both people who say it goes too far and others who say it doesn't go far enough. People in the too far camp include members of the Canberra Liberals who voted against the law. Liberal MLA Peter Kane said on Thursday during debate on the bill that there was a, quote, false dichotomy between harm reduction and drug criminalisation. Mr Kane has long advocated that criminalising drug possession gave drug users an impetus to seek out help for their addiction. The reason why possessing these drugs is a crime is because it hurts people, he said during Thursday's debate. Well, that seems um, evidence-based, doesn't it? <laughs> ACT Deputy Opposition, Opposition Leader Jeremy Hansen has been an ardent critic of the ACT government's move to decriminalise possession of hard drugs. ACT Deputy Opposition Leader... Oh promised to make repealing the decriminalisation a law, law a part of Canberra Liberals' platform in the 2024 election. So they've Great. come out already. Yeah, they're already say. planning to, to get rid of the law before it's even been in for... It will have only just been in for a few months by the time they have an election. If the ACT Libs win the next election, they're going to repeal it. Drugs are bad, MK. Right, yeah. <laughs> back, to, back, to, back to not human beings. Okay, we don't want more meth on our streets. We don't want more heroin on our streets, Mr Hansen said on Thursday. Mr Hansen has previously raised concerns that drug decriminalisation in the ACT would lead to narco-tourism. Oh, my goodness. Egad. <clears throat> Speaking at the community forum... On drug reform in August, ACT Chief Police Officer Neil Gagan said he supported the bill but said the proposed drug limits were too high. Two grams of drugs is about $2,000 worth of meth. It's too much, he said. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> that's too much, too. Who's that's, he? Yeah, the, I don't Talking know where to. he got that yeah. price from. Don't know who he's buying from. I'm not sure how anyone can actually buy $2,000 of meth unless it's on tick, which is owing the drug dealer money or they've committed a criminal offence. I don't know about you, but $2,000 is a lot of money for me. Shortly after the bill was passed on Thursday, an amendment from uh, Health Minister Rachel Stephen-Smith passed, which lowered the decriminalised threshold for some of the drugs listed. Yeah, I just... Shake my head when I read that. No, the gobsmacking that is. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, people on the, uh, quote, not far enough camp include Alcohol and Drug Foundation CEO, Dr. Erin Layla, um, who described the law as, quote, a step in the right direction, but said the organisation would prefer if fines were removed altogether. Indeed. She also said the organisation would want to see uh, penalties removed for anyone found with drugs below the trafficable quantity, which is higher than the decriminalisation limits. Uh, that sentiment echoes that of ACT Green's crossbencher, Jonathan Davis, who unsuccessfully pushed an amendment to the bill which would increase the decriminalised limits to the limit for non-trafficable quantities in the ACT Criminal Code. These are some of the, you know, the complexities and nuances of yeah. any change, you know. It takes time to get it. Get it. To get it right. Yeah. And to get, yeah. Mr. G- uh, Chris Goff from Karma said harm minimisation advocates want to see the limit raised, quote, to align with the ACT's evidence-based trafficking threshold and the fines removed. Quote, this legislation doesn't cover all personal drug use, only small quantities of personal drugs, he said. We would want the fine, we want the fine removed so we're not sending mixed signals to people who use drugs, but rather are clear that society supports people with a health issue and doesn't punish them by fining finding them for needing help. Well said. The ACT Federal Police were contacted for comment and then it's blank. So that's a, a pretty good overview. Yeah, it's a good uh, overview of the questions that you would one would ask. Generally want to know an answer to. As a rule, to. yeah. yeah. Alright, we might go to a song and then we'll, uh, we've got a piece from New South Wales which shows which, a very yeah. different approach. And that's only, this is only related to marijuana. Cannabis, it's yeah. It's cannabis, so yes. Yeah. Completely different attitude. It's but a, yes. a stark uh, difference, yeah. Okay, this is uh, Rodriguez and Sugar Man. Don't think we've played that oh, for a while. Not since the week before last. <laughs> oh, okay. Oops. <laughs> That's okay, Jeff. It's a good song. <laughs> Tired of these scenes for a blue coin. Won't you bring back all those colors to my dreams? Silver magic ships you carry, jumpers, coke, sweet Mary Jane. Sugar man, cause I'm weary of the 
All right, it's uh, 11.37 and you're listening to News from the Drug War Front with Jeff and Marion on 2XXFM 98.3 FM, People Powered Radio. And that was, of course, Rodriguez and uh, Sugar Man from his debut album, Cold Fact. Okay, we mentioned the uh, sort of very stark difference with the attitude um, of the ACT government and their... To the New South Wales New South government. Th- yeah. And their attitude to cannabinoids. I was shocked when I read this, actually. It's yeah. a it's an incredible piece. A new, uh, the heading is, New South Wales ministers shout, quote, pass the bong as they vote down laws to cannabis patients. By Jack Revelle from thelatch.com, October the 18th. The Liberal National and Labor parties have together voted down a Greens bill in New South Wales Parliament that would amend the drug driving laws in the state to prevent patients lawfully prescribed medical cannabis from being arrested. The Road Transport Amendment Medical Cannabis Exemptions from Fences Bill 2021 was introduced into the Legislative Council on 17th of November 2021 by Greens MP Kate Feyerman. It was designed to provide a defence for medicinal cannabis patients against drug driving charges if they were not impaired and had taken their medicine as prescribed. And how reasonable does that sound? Yeah, really, it, it seems completely yeah. to me. Yeah. The bill was defeated 29 votes to six. That means it included the League, the Labor, Labor Party, Party. Yeah, who same. were the ones that voted in the bill in the ACT, basically. Yeah, it's depressing. Yeah. The medicinal cannabis, which has been legal in Australia since 2016, is widely prescribed through the country, throughout the country, predominantly for the management of chronic pain. Mental health disorders like anxiety and depression are other leading causes of prescription. 
According to the latest data from the Therapeutic Goods Administration, some 270,000 patients have been given legal access to the controversial drug in the past six years. There are plenty more examples of where uh, cannabinoids or med- medicinal cannabis is used too, not just those few. Mm. So, I mean, the use of it in uh, particularly with seizures was one that I knew nothing about but was really floored by when I heard about the impact that it had on a little girl. Yeah, who it's had quite remarkable. Seizures, yeah. Really remarkable. Yeah. So it's really got had quite um, quite a big imp- result and a big impact on the community. 270,000 is a lot of people if you think about it. Yeah. Only Tasmania currently makes an exception an exception for driving with cannabis present in your system. The current tests used in roadside drug detection indicate that the mere presence of cannabinoids uh, in a user's saliva, not whether they're impaired or fit to drive, cannabinoids can be detected for up to two weeks prior to use. Prior to use? I think after use, I would think, depending. How can you detect cannabinoids before before you use it? That would be tricky, wouldn't it? It's a big mistake. (laughs) Yes. Editor, (laughs) sub-editor, I think. Um, Okay. Cannabinoids can be detected, detected for up to two weeks after use, depending on the individual, meaning many people who use medicinal cannabis either forfeit their right to drive or run the risk of losing their licence and facing heavy fines or even jail time. And how much impact can that have on people's employment? Huge uh, impact. drive their kids to school. Yep. Um, ja- incredible. Well, fancy being well enough to drive your kids to school but not being able to because of the law on it. That it has nothing to do with intoxication. No. On having cannabinoids in your system. You'd be really scratching and your head. And in a small town, people would know who was on, but police would know who was on medicinal cannabis. I bet you. More than you likely. Know, it's just yeah. because it's just too small a place for the work gets people. around. Yeah, yeah, really quickly. The decisions made. Uh, by thousands of patients throughout the country are whether to continue to suffer the effects of their chronic condition or run the criminal gauntlet. Yeah. Um, Mark Latham. Oh, geez, I, Surprise. Fancy yeah. him popping up again. Popping up. Uh, One Nation member who's currently serving. One Nation? Yeah, yeah. Is that where he yeah, went? Yeah, he ended up at One Nation. Oh, well. yeah. Yeah, from, I wondered who would have accepted him. From Labor leader at one point, you know. A Labor mayor at Liverpool it was to start with, wasn't he, supposedly? I think that's where he started, but, yeah, yeah he's just become more and more, um, yeah, head-scratching. Older and yeah, ra- less more, radical, more right-wing. Well, just angry and bitter. Yeah. And, yeah, just, yeah. Angry old man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, one Nation member who's currently serving on the Legislative Council in New South Wales shouted... Pass the bomb. Yeah, I wondered who said that. After the vote was denied, members of the chamber were heard laughing in response. I mean, that's just sickening, Ridiculous. to be honest. Yeah. It, they ought to be ashamed. Fairman, who is the Green spokesperson for drug law reform and harm reduction, called the behaviour, quote, appalling. Indeed. Well said. I so, agree. Okay. Yeah. 
It's incredibly disappointing that the government and Labor have joined forces to allow these unjustifiable laws to continue to unfairly punish medicinal cannabis patients in New South Wales, Fairman said in response to the result. She's quoted as saying, roadside drug tests can detect minuscule traces of THC in the system of a person who has consumed cannabis long after any effects have worn off. Our road laws should have been reformed to reflect this when medical cannabis was legalised five years ago. Until our road laws are changed, medicinal cannabis users will continue to face discrimination. Similar legislation is currently making its way through state parliaments in a number of states in Australia, including South, South Australia and Victoria. Mm. It was very disappointing that government speakers to the bill conflated illicit cannabis with legal medicinal cannabis use. They seem to have very little understanding of the plight of tens of thousands of medicinal cannabis patients. Mark Latham has very little understanding of anything well, rational. That's, yeah? yeah, that's true. Um, in New South Wales, increasingly people are turning to cannabis because it is the only medicine that brings them relief from conditions like PTSD or chronic pain. These patients will now continue to be forced to choose between driving or using the one medicine that works for them. Quote, other jurisdictions have successfully allowed cannabis patients to drive and so should New South Wales. Make no mistake, the Greens will bring this bill back as a priority in the next term of Parliament until this sensible reform gets done, said well, Kate Fairman. And until the Labor Party actually comes on board and decides at a federal level that the issue is important enough to have a policy on, a universal policy on, a federal policy, have that makes sense. anything from federal Labor on? I, don't I, I haven't heard them make any release about it. One way or the other, yeah. No. Yeah. Um, but one would hope that their... Um, the last time any issue from the Labor Party was it was when Bob Hawke was Prime Minister in 1984, 85, when HIV was an issue and they had to get in touch with injecting drug users, so they set up harm reduction as a position that allowed peer education to take place. So it was really more about... Um, ensuring that we could educate that we could educate our peers on safe injecting and safe sex. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know the the issue of transmission of HIV was about not necessarily drug users, but about keeping the community well, Safer. not transmitting yeah. HIV to the community yeah. or to children. Yeah, thereby protecting the community and future voters. Yeah. So it was um, it was a bit of a bit of a problem at the time in terms of motivation, um, and I think the. Uh, Issue in terms of AIDS councils was also a problem, but the networking um, between AIDS councils, which were peer educators for men who had sex with men, yeah. uh, with sex worker organisations yeah. and with um, drug peer ed drug yeah. user organisations, was really important yeah. because that was where the sexual transmission in particular, um, but also injecting was um, a big issue and needed to be addressed. We had to get in contact with injecting drug users because that was where the infection 
uh, source was particularly in New York, which yeah. is oh. where they came across it. Some cities. 60% of our users. Yeah. 60%, which is, well, 60% there was called, what was it called? It was called, um, basically, that was the level that they can, more than 50%, so 60% was called basically the, um, the maximum rate, like the most it was a shocking, that they could put up shocking with. policy. All right, uh, given that cannabis story, I thought I'd play uh, the classic um, stoner song from Cypress Hill, uh, I Want to Get High. <laughs> That was Cypress Hill, and uh, I want to get high. Um, well, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his voice is um, just so unique. As soon as you hear it, you know, it's some um, Cypress Hill. Um, we've got a change of venue for the Monday uh, Outreach Barbecue. Uh, yes, yes, a free barbecue. Come and join us for free barbecue. 
drinks and snacks provided by Karma uh, every Monday from the 31st of October from 12 till 3pm, Morangi Court in Hawker, um, which is up behind the shops, I imagine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, it was a question of... Um, you know, having venues where you're likely to get the most number of people. Yeah. Um, Is that instead of having – was that the alternative venue out at uh, out uh, Oaks it, Estate? No, was I, that think out it, there? I think it was at Watson. Um, oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. Um, but, yeah, look, there's outreach every weekday. So, yeah. Um, and what's the one on fr- at Friday? Is that one on Friday, Jeffrey? Is that the one at um, up here in um, a veteran, Veterans Park? At Veterans Park, yeah, right. Which is yeah, just okay. um, across the road from the early morning centre. Yeah, in Civic, and um, that has a they have a caravan. They have nurses and doctors. Yeah, they have there. the yeah. directions pat van um, with a nurse and doctor, and it's a yeah. great great service. Yeah, and um, I really can't. <sighs> Can't stress how important it is that people attend places like that if they feel uncomfortable going to mainstream healthcare services. If you go to Veterans Park, which is just across the road, as Geoffrey said, from the early morning centre on Friday, Friday mornings, yeah, Friday, Friday morning, yep, till Fridays, um, they'll have a doctor there and nurses, and you can do things like have a look at your injection sites, yep. um, investigate what's wrong with you if you are unwell yep. um, and not feeling like you can go to either a GP or the emergency service centre rather at totally hospital. Totally non-judgmental. Yeah, it's a, it's a user-friendly um, medical service and a lot of people are ignoring their physical health and their mental health because they think they won't be accepted if they admit to drug use. The drug use is pushed to one side, just accepted as a fact if you go to one of these clinics. So whereas some places and some GPs will not accept or or will blame drug use for everything, basically, if you go and say, I use drugs but I have, you know, a sore leg, a sore arm or... I feel ill or something that will be often blamed on your drug use at a place where they are not sympathetic to your drug use. At a place like the clinic on Fridays, your drug use is taken as a fact and it's not blamed for your illness. It's actually been evaluated at the moment. I Last time I went to... The uh, clinic the, is, yeah. yeah. Um, I saw Anna Olsen and she was uh, involved in a, an evaluation of that model of care. Yeah. Uh, the Pat van. Like uh, the outreach van. Yeah, the outreach yeah. van. And um, uh, the, the initial indications are a very positive response from people that use the service well, for the very reasons you've outlined. That would be exactly yeah. why. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people don't get... I love my doctor, but I do not speak to my doctor about drugs. Well... For some yeah. doctors, it's it's just not worth going there. That, well, they don't know how to manage it. Yeah, they will either think you're an addict, or and with, and therefore every illness that you have is, is related yeah. to that. Yeah. Therefore, you're a treater. So you talk about having pain. Yeah. 
then they will give you uh, an analgesic with um, naltrexone in it, yeah, with an anti an anti-opioid, an opioid antagonist in it, you know. Yes, an antagonist, that's it. And that, I mean, why would anybody with pain take something that's, take not something that's got yet. an agonist yeah. in it? Yeah, that I would, agree. I mean... Well, so many people have had bad experiences from mainstream services. That's why services like the yeah. the Pat Van is so uh, important. And I know that, t- and Tammy has, and I must say, Tammy has from uh, the uh, needle and syringe exchange service, has done some training with uh, the walk-in centres, staff from the walk-in centres, ACT walk-in centres. So they are in some places sympathetic to users and will, uh, particularly if you have drug-related issues here, if you're particularly injecting related issues, they will treat them sensitively. Good for you, Tammy. She's done a lot of great training. She has done some good stuff. All right. I hope we've given listeners a bit of a... uh, Oversight yeah. of, of the an insight into the yeah. laws that will come into effect next year next on the twenty third of October. Not yet. Keep not the discussion yet, going. That's and right. Lobby for improvements and talk to yeah. people if they raise the issue with you. Talk about it with yep. them. Let them know how we feel about it. Exactly. And why? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. We'll leave you with uh, the usual. Uh, Golden Brown. Brown. Yep. yep, we love you all. Look after yourself. Stay safe. We want to talk to you next week. Indeed. I Take love care, you, everyone. Jeffrey. Take care love of you yourself. Too. Bye, Bye for Texture like sun Lays me down With my mind she runs Throughout the night No need to fight Never a frown With golden brown Every time Just like the last On her ship Tied to the mast Two distant lands Takes both my hands Never a frown with golden brown Golden brown, fine attemptress through the ages she's heading west From far away, stays for a day Never a frown